0: Hello, and welcome to the Floating Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the International Street and Ball Hockey Federation. My name's Ben Royal, and I'm excited to be hosting the first ever series of the Floating Blue Podcast, in which we'll be bringing you up to date on the biggest news stories and catching up with the biggest names in the ball hockey world. The Floating Blue Podcast is an ISBHF production, hosted by myself, Ben Royal, produced by Sam Sunbrook Wilkinson, and overseen by the ISBHF Secretary, David Tor. All opinions shared on the Floating Blue Podcast are those of the individual that shares them and not of the ISBHF. So without further ado, welcome to the Floating Blue. Hello and welcome to episode 1.5 of the Floating Blue Podcast. My name is ben royal and today i'm joined by podcast producer sam Brett wilkinson and isbhf secretary david torr and we're just going to do a mini episode to introduce ourselves give some background to the podcast and what we're hoping to get out of it so boys hello 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 all right so sam starting with you you don't have a ball hockey background
1: i do not what's
0: what is your sporting background and then going into media background
1: my sporting background isn't very decorated, I will be honest. I, I've never been much of a sportsman, but I do love following sport in all shapes and sizes. Big, big football fan. And um, yeah, gr- grew up watching football, playing, playing football, not to a very high standard though. And yeah, just consuming all sorts of sport. And now, ball hockey. Yeah, what's it been like, sort
0: of learning the ropes of what ball hockey is and... Well, Getting into the, you've sort of gone from no knowledge to working with the ISBHA, <laughs> so it's a bit, is a
1: quick jump. Yeah. Well, having grown up with you, like you've always been mad on hockey. So I've always, I've always had some idea of, of the game and, and well, cause you, you, you started out with ice hockey, didn't you? And the way you explained ball hockey to me was it's very similar to ice hockey, but just not on ice and with a ball, similar, similar-ish rules. And yeah. So it kind of, it was kind of easy to sort of pick up. That's fair enough. What we do need is you to try ball
0: hockey within the next few months and we can, <laughs> I don't know, come up with some sort of social media feature for it. You'll probably be better than me starting off. So it's not too <laughs> Uh And then David, to you, what's your sporting background?
2: Um, my sporting background is I've done a variety of sports. I know what I was doing. I was swimming and athletics when I was younger. I played ball hockey for a while as well. I come from a city that's mad on hockey here in the Czech Republic from Kladno. So if anyone knows Jaromir Jagr, he's the most famous person from here. So obviously everyone in here is just mad about hockey and ball hockey as well. Ball hockey is, is a big sport here as well. And then, yeah, I play football, tennis, golf, all sorts of sports, but I also love to follow like Sam said, sporting any, of any kind and uh, just enjoying being a, an active player and, and a fan at once.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. So, like, for me, me and Sam are both from Nottingham. Um, unfortunate enough to be Nottingham Forest fans. Very unfortunate. Um, so I used to play ice hockey, as Sam mentioned, and then around 2012, started playing ball hockey with the Nottingham Huskies who are the juniors of the Nottingham Wolves and then I've sort of progressed played for the Wolves, been to three ISBHF Junior World Championships in Bratislava, Sheffield and St. John's. And then I went with the men's team to Kasici in 2019, uh, where you were working, David. So do you want to touch on how you got involved in the ISBHF and the tournaments you've worked at?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I started with the ISBHF in 2017, uh, the World Championships in, in Pardubice in the Czech Republic. Where I originally started as a volunteer in marketing and media. So you're we doing all sorts of interviews, articles and and stuff like that. But uh, through different circumstances and changes, I've also uh, got into the the let's say administrative and, and organization aspect of of the events. And from there, I, I carried on in a in a stable with a stable role in the ISBHF, uh working as a secretary in the admin, and again with the uh, comms and communications stuff, and uh, been involved since. Uh, been at our three amazing events in 2018. One was in the Czech Republic, then the other were in Canada and Bermuda. And then in 2019, we had the big uh, men's and women's world championships in Slovakia as well. So I wasn't actually physically in Slovakia because I was uh, sort of clashed with, with uh, my university exams at that time. So I was working, I was basically studying and working remotely and organizing a world championship from from a different country, which was uh, funny, exhausting with the time difference that I was at as well. But uh, it's... It, I. I would say the events are, are the part that i enjoy most about the, about the job because you get to meet all the people from all nations you watch the best athletes that that we have and it's always an experience and in the events are all always different so you get to experience a new culture new venue uh new people so uh, that's always what i look for and i kind of miss it uh, third yeah well, hopefully it'll be a big year of
0: different ISPHF events with the men's women's juniors and masters so i think yeah, maybe this time stuff. next year you'll be more tired than you will missing the stress of events i imagine uh, sam do you want to touch on your media background and how you've come to be involved with the podcast
1: yeah so i went to university and did journalism at university i've just finished my third year so i've now graduated and um a lot of what I did on- We're my the course, first,
0: he with, neglects to mention.
1: <laughs> I, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the course was very practically led. A lot of production involved, a lot of working with audio and uh, producing audio files and radio pieces, as well as TV pieces. So I've had three years of basically wor- working with sound production. Yeah, and then in my second year, I kind of followed your lead a bit, Ben, because you started the podcast. And I thought- I was I was I was friends with two Leeds United fans, and they were, they were they were just pushing me to to produce a podcast with them about Championship football. So I ended up doing all doing all the production work for that, and that was that was quite fun as well. And that's that was my introduction into um, into sort of producing things outside of outside of university. Yeah, so that sort of
0: contrasts completely to I don't know whether you'd call mine experience, but my attempts at working within hockey media so from like 2016 ish onwards i started working with the nottingham wolves social media team and then the guy who was leading it dropped out uh, so i essentially then had like free reign to try and build the wolves social media as we saw fit um with help from people within the club it hasn't just all been me um so we started doing different like youtube interviews and just different features, like we had player profiles for two seasons that worked really well before COVID. Obviously, that threw everything into the bin, basically. And then, as Sam mentioned, in 2019, 2019, 2020, I started a podcast at uni with two friends, and then COVID threw that in the bin. So it's all been sort of very, in contrast, Sam, very non-academic and sort of just trying things out as they come. And then that's eventually led to working with David within the ISBHF social media team. And finally this opportunity to work upon, work on a podcast and produce some, hopefully some entertaining content for the ball hockey world really. So David, from the ISBHF's perspective, see it's quite easy for me to, me and Sam to say what we want to get from the podcast. What are the ISBHF trying to put across besides wanting to, entertain and inform people
2: really well i mean informing and entertaining is what we want to do but obviously uh having a podcast is a is a platform that is new uh that is modern picking up really quickly and uh, we just believe that it would be a good format to get across some interesting news player interviews interviews with our national representatives see what's going on around in the ball hockey world and, yeah, we just thought it would be a, a fun way of doing that instead of having a uh, having a visual, having something audio and, and have people engaged in a different way. And uh, it worked very well with the first episode. And um, I believe that there will be many, many more interesting ones to come. And uh, we know we have uh, some in the queue upcoming. So uh, I look forward to it and I hope the Balaki fans also look forward to it
0: i think george was a very good first guest to get on i'm sure we'll have him on multiple times over with all the stories he's got to tell i think the best way to get people to engage with it is we are open to suggestions and ideas if there's anything in particular that people want to hear people like players or coaches that people want to hear from then we will take that on board and we will get in touch with those people because while it's an isbhf platform We're not just, we don't want to like lecture people about what the ISBHF are doing. There's a lot of talented and like rapidly developing national programs that we want to be able to celebrate. And I think this is a great opportunity to do it. So if there's anything that people do want to hear, then we will take it on board and we will try and make that work, which I think it's crucial to put across from all of us. So just to finish off episode 1.5, I've uh, just got some icebreakers for the three of us. Just to sort of put across a bit more information about who we are, really. A bit more personality. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, you're void of personality, Sam,
1: so <laughs> might
0: struggle. Um, so, well, it's a good point, really. So Sam and I, both from Nottingham, both Nottingham Forest fans, um, I follow Nottingham Panthers ice hockey as well. Um, as well as like the cricket and then basically everything Nottingham-based. David, who do you support in different sports, really?
2: Okay, Uh, ice hockey, sport number one. Uh, The team, the Czech name of the team is Rikirji Kladno. In English, it would be the Kladno Knights. It's owned by uh, Jaromir Jagr himself, so the second most productive player to ever play in the NHL. Uh, He's still playing at 49 years of age uh, in the first line of the Czech top division. It's a joy to watch watch him play uh, at that age, and obviously the team uh, just got promoted last season to the top division. So you're uh, uh, fighting for every point, and I'm enjoying it. And then in football, I'm an Arsenal fan. How I did you get to-, to be
1: an Arsenal fan? Yeah, yeah. Where yes. did that come from?
2: I think it was coming from like playing a video game or some uh, something. I was around the time like twenty two, uh, two thousand five, two thousand six. Oh, so that would be like
0: Thierry Henry and
2: it was Thierry Henry. Also- and everyone. Yeah, it was also when Tomáš Rasitsky of the Czech Republic joined. Oh, of course, uh, so yeah. Around that time. But I, w- I wouldn't call myself an Arsenal fan because of him. Uh, other sports, tennis, love Roger Federer. Yeah, I think he's, a, he's the epitome of what tennis should look like in the ideal uh, ideal world, I think. He's, he, well, his playing style was just flawless. Or he's flawless, still playing. And uh, yes, are those, I would say, are the three sports that follow the most.
0: Oh, that's good to know. What is your dream holiday
1: destination? Sam, you go first. Oh, dream holiday destination. Well, to be fair, I've been, I've been to Greece a couple of times and I just love Greece. So I'd just say I'd go back to Corfu yeah? or Kefalonia. Yeah, best holidays I've ever had. Been in so- I've been in Greece, clear water, 30 degree heat, lovely. Pretty solid choice. David?
2: Yeah. Uh, my destination would be Hawaii. I, nice I, yeah I've heard about the night sky when you go up uh, up the volcanos and and obviously the beaches and, and and everything in there as well.
0: I think that's a great choice I hadn't really thought about that I haven't thought about uh, that I'd that probably either. say like I'd quite like to go traveling like through Latin America so like Brazil and Argentina and places like that just because it's so diverse it'd be interesting to see. Sam, starting with you, what is the best book you've ever read? Best book I've ever read?
1: I mean, I did, I did love the Harry Potters when I was a kid, but I think I've read those too much. i tell you what, a book I've read recently that was really good by John Ronson is The Psychopath Test, and that's incredible. If, if you've ever read any John Ronson, yeah, really, really good. Basically about a psychologist who, who developed this, a test for discerning psychopaths. And through the book, he starts thinking, wait, hang on a minute. Am I a psychopath? Because I, I display all of these sorts of traits and basically interview. It's a series of interviews. And he talks to people who show the traits of being a psychopath. And he basically just breaks it down and like almost has his character traits mirror those as well. And it, yeah, it's a very good book also by him, The Man Who Stare at Goats, which is just crazy. What about you? I would
0: probably go for either. I really enjoyed Malcolm X's autobiography. And then there's a book called Natives by Akala, um, which sort of breaks down, it's a contemporary written book. It's only a few years old, but it sort of breaks down like the histories of colonialism within Britain. Um, so being a politics graduate, uh, it's like what I'd tend to read. Yeah. Um sort of those those sorts of books rather than like I have read some like sporting books as well. Brian Clough's autobiography is a good read. Yeah, um, I've read that. I have read Peter Taylor's autobiography. Yeah, I've like anything sporting really, but I'd probably have to go natives by Carla or Brian Clough's autobiography.
2: David? Uh I'm I'm going more classical. I would say catch 22. I love that book, just not not only because of the topic uh, but mainly about the type of humour that is used in that book which like I was laughing loud when I was when I was reading that book so I'd go catch 22 really funny
0: solid choice Uh, so David we'll start with you for this one what is the best sporting event you've ever witnessed
2: I like the European Championships 2016 uh, in France really enjoyed that event hockey I would say the Ice Hockey World Championships 2015 that were held in Prague and the attendance oh, record was broken uh, at that event and that was, that was, uh, yeah, the, the whole atmosphere of that was just different class uh, and I watched the, you know, when I watched IHF World Championships in different, different um, cities in different countries, it doesn't really compare to what, what 2015 was like, so uh, that would go with that. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, brilliant, Sam. Yourself, one that sticks in the memory most was uh, when we beat Leeds United two 0 at home. It was it was a great atmosphere. It was a great game, and uh, we thought League. for we thought for a day that Forest were going to go up. Yeah, we did as well. Yeah, it's 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 actually quite a bit a bit of sweet memory, really. <laughs> I think that'd be up there for me
0: if we'd have gone and yeah. done something with it rather than. <laughs> I know what your least end, favorite ending would have been. in disappointment. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, um, <laughs> and, and similarly, like not being there in person, I'd have to go like the England Denmark semi final this year, like watching yeah. it from afar is up there. But again, ended in d- disappointment. Hockey wise, I think playing, I got to play a fair amount for the men's team against Haiti in 2019, and we won four two or four um, three, and it was the first GB game that I'd played in. David's correcting me. It was the first GB game that I'd played in that we'd won. So that was like a special feeling. And then watching the Men's World Championship final that year as well was pretty special, sort of realising how big a sport that in Britain is small and maybe gets like 15 people watching a game if they're like friends or family are playing and like being in an arena with five, 6,000 people and it was just all sort of realising how like the impact that the sport can have was pretty amazing. And it was the hottest arena I've ever been in. I think it was so, like that day. It was so warm as well. It was amazing to witness and it was a good game.
2: So I would like to add maybe one more and I'd like yeah. to draw ball fans to one game, which I think was the best I've ever been at. And it was the last, and you can watch it on YouTube back, so which, is, which is why I'm saying it. If you have time, watch the 2018 under-16 game. It was the last game of the group stage. It was between Canada West and the Czech Republic, where the Czech Republic were two goals up, but I think three minutes to go. And Canada tied the game and won it in overtime. And that game was just going absolutely crazy. It was a full, full pack. Three. Yeah, it was Under-16's game. That was one of the if not the best ball hockey game I've ever watched in my life, and it was an under 16s game. So yeah, if anyone has, has spare time to watch a good game of Ball Hockey, don't watch the men's seniors yeah. watch the watch the young, young kids playing uh, under sixteen. So that was yeah. uh, the best game I watched.
0: And another question what would your death row meal be? So your final meal.
1: Oh, that's a tricky Sam's, one. I'm coming at this as someone who cooks. So oh. got a I think it's got to be some like a roast, a roast tea with everything on it, like everything you can think of that goes with a roast dinner. So uh, meat, you having chicken, chicken, chicken. I'd I'd marinate it in lemon and garlic. Well, I wouldn't do it because I'd be in, I'd be on death row. But I'd get someone <laughs> to marinate it in lemon and in lemon and garlic, and then have like and everything I'd have mashed potato, roast potato, I'd have, I'd have Yorkshire puddings. What's your verdict Crazy. on parsnips? Oh, parsnips are goated. They are so good. I'd parsnips I'd have, are I'd, good. I'd have roast parsnips, roast carrots, I'd have, I'd even have broccoli, sprouts, I'd have everything. I'd have everything on this roast dinner.
0: So me and Sam used to work in a cafe together and around Christmas, they did pancetta fried Brussels sprouts oh. and they were
1: unbelievable. They were incredible. The only thing that did best them, though, was their, their pigs and blankets with it was maple syrup and um, hu- like grain, like honey grain, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and they they
2: were incredible.
0: David, have you got a death row meal?
2: I don't think you can beat a good steak. Difficult Ooh. to beat. Yeah, Probably go with that medium rare. Nice.
0: Yeah, I think pre pre vegetarianism, yeah. I'd have gone for. Either a medium roast steak or a chicken roast dinner. But in my I don't know, five months of being a vegetarian, I'd have to go for like a really good vegetable curry mm. with like all the sides, like naan rice, barges, papadoms, just go all out. So hopefully, this little chat that we've had will provide some more detail as to who we are and what we're trying to get from the Floating Blue podcast and the wider work that we'll do within the ISBHF media team. So thank you very much to everyone who's listened. And thank you to everyone who listened to episode one with George Kortsas. Uh, If you're not listening to episode one, you can find it exactly where you're listening to this episode 1.5. Um, and stay tuned to all of our social media platforms for info as to who will be joining us on the floating blue in the next few weeks in the next few months and if there's anyone that you want to hear from anything you want to hear more about do drop us a suggestion because at the end of the day the floating blue is about informing and entertaining people so thank you very much and thank you to sam and david for joining me today
1: cheers ben thank you
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Floating Blue podcast, hosted by myself, Ben Royal, and produced by Sambrook Wilkinson. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Floating Blue, then be sure to subscribe on your favourite podcast streaming platform. You can find more content from the ISBHF across all of our social media platforms. On Facebook, you can find us at ISBHF, International Streets and Ball Hockey Federation. On Instagram, at ISBHF. On Twitter, at OfficialISBHF and on our website, isbhf.com. So until next time, thank you very much for joining us on the Floating Blue Podcast.